Yeah, this one's going to be a little different episode of That's What G Said podcast. It was just really tough to get this uh, this segment together. This is going to be our remembering uh, Kobe segment and uh, his daughter and the victims of the helicopter crash, the nine lives that were lost just a few days ago. As someone who is a huge Laker fan and who has lived in Los Angeles my entire life, this is a massive, uh, massive loss for myself. Um, this is a huge loss for the city, for the world, for basketball. Of course, uh, m- mostly for the the family of Kobe and uh, and the families of everybody who was lost. And you know, we'll talk uh, a lot, you know, mainly about Kobe because that's. The, the the person that uh, the that we were able to kind of watch play through his twenty years as a Laker to kind of set up the timeline a little bit. I am thirty two, so when Kobe started playing in uh, for the Lakers, he was seventeen. I was nine years old, and I've been a huge sports fan my whole life, as you could probably imagine, and. This was the first, and you know, at this time, I'm really into looking at all the numbers, um, looking at all the um, the stats, reading the paper every morning, um, um, just thoroughly Lakers, Dodgers, USC knowing everything and so Kobe comes in and immediately there's a buzz about him and you, you kind of know he's special but the Lakers weren't bad and he had you know Eddie Jones in front of him then Exel's around and then you know Shaq's there and he's still 17 in a guard that comes in from high school it's not quite like um you know the the bigger players who came in from high school and I'm going to try my best to kind of not ramble, but it's going to be hard. I'm, I'm going to just like mainly go through a bunch of different thoughts that I have and then a bunch of different stories that I've seen and, and tweets and, um, and messages that other people have posted or stories about Kobe. So I think to me what Kobe was um he kind of represented what we want from an athlete as a fan right with the with his work ethic with the loyalty he was very real he wasn't the nicest guy in the world right he was an ass a lot of the time but it was it was his will to win he was he wasn't that way for no reason he was stubborn he was not perfect, right? Let's not pretend like he was a perfect guy. He had many indiscretions from the uh, the sexual assault case, right? That that happened. Uh, that's I, I'm not gonna go into any specifics because it's hard. It's a lot of like fuzzy stuff when you read through and look at the details. You talk about you know he wasn't he he didn't get along with all of the teammate all of his teammates. He had issues with Phil Jackson um, at times. He had issues with Shaq. Uh, Smush Parker, another one who comes to mind. Uh, Dwight. But the I think that's an, probably a little, little reason why we like him. Because, because he wasn't perfect. I, I don't think any one of us, uh, us are. And... He's done some things that it feels like when you when you've seen him in the last few years of his life that he's really learned from and grown from, and that's kind of all you can ask as people, right? We're all going to make mistakes. How do you respond and kind of rebound from your failures or from um, you know the 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 times you mess up? And uh, I can honestly say that this was the one athlete that 
truly kind of inspired me uh, as far as how I want to work. Because I knew that no matter what I do, especially playing sports and stuff, I was never the biggest, the strongest, the fastest. But what I could do was I could do what Kobe did and work the hardest. And I knew that if I if I did that, I'd always have at least some advantage over the other people who just weren't working quite as hard as whatever this was. And, and I tried to do that in almost everything I did I did in life. And if I, I felt like I couldn't really do that, I would, could kind of move on because it, it would. I always wanted to at least feel like I could. I could outwork everyone, whether it be a crazy story, showing up early, showing up late, doing whatever. And that's that's something that I w- listen to Kobe say. And so for me, like a constant of my life for 20 years was watching this guy play and kind of knowing that every time he stepped foot on the court, you had a shot and that he was going to give you everything and he wasn't going to be sitting out games because he was a, a little banged up and he just cared about winning. But again, even even in, in, in saying that, right, he, we saw him grow up in, from like a teenager into, uh, into a man with a family now. And he, I mean, I, I, about the game, I remember the game where he wouldn't pass, or, or excuse me, where he wouldn't shoot. All he was doing was passing just to show that it, other, when everybody said, you know, he wasn't passing enough to show, hey, look, I'll pass all the time and look what happens. And Steve Nash even told a story um, that he said, Kobe asked him one time, you know, how do you trust your teammates so much? And Steve Nash, you know, said, I, I guess I have to. He kind of laughed. He said, I'm not as talented as you and skilled as you, so I, I need them. And he, he said he wasn't sure if Kobe was kind of just messing with him mentally or if he was genuinely, like, trying to uh, to get something out of him. And, I mean, he was an all-star starter before he was a starter on the Lakers. He, this is another thing. He, was, he had a 60-point final game, and we it aired on Monday night. He had a post-game speech right after that that was just unbelievable. They won that final game. He seemed just so content and so happy uh, at the end of his life. He didn't seem like a guy who was um, struggling with having to retire. He seemed like he was ready for the next stage of his life, something that he was already working on. And I had read that he'd already made more money in his post-basketball career than he did in his NBA career as far as his contracts were concerned with what he was doing off the um, the, co- he, the court towards the end of his career. He had already established these businesses, and we saw he won an Oscar, and he was in, very into storytelling and, and writing and um, producing movies and documentaries and podcasts, and he was very into to children and coaching, which was another thing that I thought was kind of cool. He, for someone who is so talented, you generally don't have the patience when it comes to coaching others we've seen a lot of really good players not be the best coaches when they have to transition into that role and Kobe Kobe you know he had a problem with some of his teammates but the reason that he had problems with with teammates were because of of how they worked and their work ethic I if you worked hard he understood your talent level. He understood who you were, and he understood who he was playing with. And if it, if you notice, like some of the players he was closest with, they were not always the best players. He was very close with Sasha Vujacic, and a lot of that was just because how hard uh, he worked, and he just tr- he trained really hard and practiced with him. And and uh, and and Kobe really liked passing on information. He liked learning, and he, he said later on in in his life, like, "What am I going to do? I'm going to take it with me." And uh, he was just an unbelievable coach um, and kind of a mentor, you know, to his daughters and a lot of these young girls in particular. Later, uh, after his playing career, he was such a huge fan of the WNBA, and so many of the the women, uh, Candace Parker, Diana Taurasi, uh, all came out, and we we saw the videos of his daughter, uh, who Gianna, who was unbelievably talented, and. Um, as someone who's a new father myself, I just can't really uh, imagine what Vanessa is going through right now, losing you know Kobe and a daughter, and uh, the other families who have lost 
other young children and, you know, people who were just uh, uh, flying, flying on a copter um, down to to go get involved with their kids. Um, just some of the other memories we have jotted down before I start getting into kind of some of the other social media stuff and uh, articles. Um, this, yeah, the the reason why he got the helicopter to begin with. He talked about how he missed a play for one of his daughters because he was sitting in traffic and he said, you know what, I just, I don't want to be sitting and wasting, you know, hours sitting in traffic when he had the means to get a helicopter. He, he did. So that way he, he said, you know, even if it's picking the kids up and from school, dropping them off, if it's 20 minutes here and 20 minutes there, he, he wanted those 20 minutes, which a lot of people don't, don't care about. And I think those are the little things that we've, we started to see as he uh, became uh, more of a man in front of our eyes and someone who started to kind of look around and care about the little things a little bit more than he did early on in his career. And the mistakes that he made, whether it be personal life with his wife or with some teammates, it seemed like they helped shape him and, uh, and turn him into someone who, you know, was a little bit, uh, was, was able to kind of give people real advice and you kind of trust, trusted and listened to him because he'd been through it all, the ups and the downs. He was going to be in the new Saved by the Bell. I heard Mario Lopez say he was going to film a, a cameo uh, in that, uh, that they're filming coming up soon. He, I mean, I'm, I'm watching WWE on Sunday night and I've never... Any athlete in, in any other sport, I, I can't think of anyone that's not been a wrestler that they've given a tribute to on their show, and they give a big tribute to Kobe and his, his family, and they stop the broadcast for uh, a moment to to give him a shout out. It was, I, you know, this is something that is is really big because he just was, you know, his name alone, right? From the very there's there's so few people who you can just say the name one one name and you know you don't have to say Kobe Bryant you just say Kobe and everybody knows what's going on right it was always the the joke when you're taking the shot you're Kobe or you're throwing the the piece of paper into the trash can in class Kobe and I mean the 81 point game the game where he had uh, 62 points through three quarters against Dallas right and he had outscored the, the Dallas Mavericks team through three quarters and he didn't even play the fourth um the the impact that this has had on the other players from around the league and post um, players from the the past and current players it's i i don't i don't think i was expecting it to be this huge i knew this was huge and then you just see everyone and you you kind of realize that how, how big of a star he was for such a long time, and, and particularly out here in L.A., but I think you don't think about how big he was globally um, with the shoes uh, in China, just the uh, the Olympics, the, the NBA championships, the gold medals, the MVP. There are buildings lit up all across the world with the Laker colors, Everybody making gestures with the uh, the the eight number eight and the number twenty fours. Um, a lot of these players now have been changing their numbers from eight and twenty four. Uh, the Mavericks retired the number twenty four already. You know, for someone uh, like me who's in in a family who sports are a big part of too, I can't even count how many times, you know, my dad or I would call the other one or get the other one when I was younger into the other room because of something that was happening in a Laker game that we saw. Did you see what Kobe just did? Or call me. Or, did you see? Or I, I give him a call later. As as he's gotten older, sometimes it'd be even a, waking him up. Dude, you got to turn on the TV right now what Kobe's doing. And um, and then that was with, with, the, with friends too, right? I was just talking with a group of my buddies about where we were at the old apartment that we – uh, lived that in Pasadena when the Lakers 
won their last title. And we were, you know, talking about how one of my buddies roots for Duke and the other one roots for the Yankees. And um, we had seen those championships at this place too. You just kind of remember uh, sharing this. And even years before that, I would go to the, the, the boat when it was still the old boat in uh, the restaurant, eat the cheese bread. And there we'd have big gatherings of people from, you know, my friends from St. Luke's. And we'd watch the games there and there'd be standing room only. Everybody would be screaming. It would be like you'd have to be there an hour before the game to get a, a seat at the restaurant. And everybody's going crazy. And the, you know, the lob to, to Shaq against Portland, the, the pass to, to Meta World Peace. And after he's like, Kobe, pass me the ball. The the play where Matt Barnes on the sidelines is about to throw the ball right into Kobe's face and he, he doesn't even flinch. The uh, the scoring went 55 against Michael Jordan. And the shooting the free throws with the the, tor- the ruptured Achilles and he, he still walks off the court on his own. They're just, just suiting up for every game with a busted shoulder, busted knee, just banged up all the time and just playing in every game that, that mattered. And... I remember even early on, like being when he was younger and I was younger, being like, why, Kobe, are you doing this with Shaq? Come on, you know, getting mad at Kobe because he and then you kind of learn more and more that he just he worked and he just wanted to work, work, work. And that just it really wasn't going to fit with Shaq at that point. Shaq was just kind of having fun and they just had different personalities. And and that's why they were great, because, you know, they 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 needed to uh, balance each other out a little bit. And, And. I'm gonna go through. Uh, I mentioned I'm just gonna be all over the place. I wanted to make this like so such a, a good segment, and I just knew it would never have the opportunity to because the thoughts were just gonna be kind of bouncing all over. You see something, it makes you think of something else. And uh, I'm gonna go through some um, just some notes from some articles that I was uh, I've been reading and some uh, some pieces on Kobe. This one's from Ramona Shelburne, uh, talking about how um, when she was doing a story with him towards the end of his career. He didn't want to do a piece that was any anything other than something that could inspire someone and teach them and push them. He wanted to pass on what he learned and to inspire. When it's unbelievable that he he really really did that. Uh, he he made a joke. He said some people want to take things with them to the grave, like Lord of the Rings. This the world is filled with a lot of Smeagols who can't let go of the damn ring. Um, he wrote books, screenplays, podcasts, short stories, and poems. Um, he reached out to athletes across all sports. He cold called writers like J.K. Rowling, uh, business leaders, actors, musicians. He called them every day, sometimes three times a day, hounded them to try to understand what made them great and absorb whatever knowledge or inspiration they would give him. These are the kind of things that uh, when people go, "Oh, this was just just a this was just a basketball player," but these are the stories why he he was so much more. There is nobody who has these stories. Who knows how many of them are true or overblown or or romanticized? Even a lot of times, I'm sure by Kobe, who's in, we've we found out just this phenomenal storyteller, and he he just has a a, a kind of a star uh, allure uh, around him that very few have, and. Going through more of this uh, Ramona article, um, the core of what he called the Mamba mentality. Uh, that's uh, the two free throws he took after tearing the left Achilles tendon in 2013. Uh, people who I know are passionate about what they do. I like seeing them do great things. That's what I enjoy, Kobe said. Um, and he gave Ramona a really nice message. Uh, he shot her a nice message when she was pregnant. He said, you're bringing God's greatest blessings into the world and you have uh, been blessed to give birth a gift some cannot have women are walking miracles Los Angeles Spark star Candace Parker heard from Kobe before game 5 of the finals she'd won at every level except the WNBA and it was starting to become a defining characteristic so uh, he called her and asked her what are you afraid of and uh, he said you're either going to lose scared or you're going to win it's that simple and he very much took a liking to the NBA later on. 
uh, after his playing career because of his daughters and his daughter's uh, interest in the NBA. And, um, you know, Kobe also said, uh, you have to understand the fact that we're human. He said, we all say shit that we shouldn't say. We all do things that we shouldn't do. We are all angels. We are all devils. And Ramona did the story on him. She said she pushed him on uncomfortable things like the fractured relationship with his parents, the sexual assault case in Colorado, being called uncoachable by Phil Jackson, selfish by teammates and rival business partners. He he didn't flinch. Uh, He wanted to be pushed harder and make him uncomfortable. Interviews were competitive and combative. They were like a game of one-on-one. Kobe... She talked to him about the going 17 on a 17-win Laker team and how how he was dealing with that. And he said, simple, I adjust to the reality of the situation. Accept it, be aware of the rage, and accept it while focusing uh, on having the mind for this challenge, which entails patience, teaching, understanding. Different challenges call for different approaches. He started to just kind of understand things better. And uh, the day after he scored that 60-point game, his last game, he went to church in the morning. Yeah, he said, I think after 20 years, it's important to give thanks for having such a blessed life. I wanted to make sure I went and paid my respects and just said thank you. That was Ramona. The next one is uh, from Adrian ward You're going to go through some of the stuff I highlighted in here. He said, when Kobe Bryant wanted to talk, he'd shoot you a text or an email when you headed this way again. Um, he said almost anything Bryant shared would become a story. He never seemed to grow tired of the squirrels surrounding him. In fact, it fueled him. He said in, in most interviews, Brian wanted to, Kobe wanted to send a message uh, to management or coaches or teammates or opponents. He was very cerebral. He knew what he was doing. He knew, he knew when he said something, it was going to be news. Um, back in November 2010, he said the target was Michael Jordan. He said Jordan had said something that felt like a slight to Bryant, leaving him off some sort of list of great players. And then when asked about Jordan, Bryant had an opening to tell a story about Michael Jackson. He told of the pop icon as a teenager, telling Bryant that he could sense he was taking a lot of grief for being different. He said, uh, the mentality that I have is not an athletic one. It's not from Jordan. It's from, not from other athletes. It's from Michael Jackson. See, Kobe did what he did and how he did it. Uh, he looked at Michael Jackson and what he did was psychotic. He, uh, Michael Jackson helped him get to a level where he was able to win three titles playing with Shaq because of preparation and study. And you know, these are the stories that everybody, uh, I think, kind of gravitates to because you see this just um, extreme will and um, and just wanting to just go above and beyond and knowing that's what it was going to take in order to be considered one of the best. Kobe told um, Woj some stories later about his passion for coaching his uh, daughter Gigi's teams and you know, you, you, you read in all these articles, too, just how everybody, you got the, the news and it, it just didn't sink in. Uh, it still didn't really hit me for a while. It hit me kind of hard on Sunday night, and then it's a little bit in spurts when I'm watching different things or listening to different things here and there, and it just didn't feel real. It still kind of doesn't. It feels just like a weird kind of, I don't I don't know, that didn't. What, because what's crazy is, you know, when you're young, especially someone you watch, someone like a, you look, you, you, you know, is a larger than life character like Kobe was, you don't think they can get. And I watched him. It's like when he got hurt, I just never thought he was gonna get hurt. You know, even even the Achilles, and he came back from that. He was it wasn't the same player again. But it just you never, he just seemed invincible, kind of larger than life, and I never thought something would could could kill him him you know uh, sounds weird but that's just how you when you see the you know your superheroes or the the ones that you really look up to like that you just you, you don't think anything 
uh, will, t- will take them away, especially at a, at a young age. Here's a one from the ringer from Zach Cram. This is the 24 stats that play, explain Kobe Bryant's uh, legacy. And this is uh, this one's just a lot of like you know stats about him. No player in any major professional sport spent more time playing for a team in Los Angeles than Kobe. Kobe played 20 seasons for the Lakers, the second longest in NBA history for one team player, trailing only Dirk's 21 in Dallas. No other Lakers spent more than 14 seasons with the franchise. He's the Laker career leader in games, minutes, points, field goals made, and attempted three-pointers made, and attempted free throws made, and attempted in win shares. He was the first guard in league history to play 20 seasons. Vince Carter uh, has since passed, passed that. Uh, he's the only player in NBA history with two different jersey numbers retired by the same team, number eight and number 24. He is tied for first in career in all NBA selections with 15, same as Kareem, Tim Duncan, and LeBron James. His 11 first-team All-NBA selections rank him behind LeBron and tie him with Malone. He is tied for second in career All-Defensive selections with 12 and tied for first with the nine first-team All-Defensive nods. I think that's one thing that we get, kind of forget about when we, we talk about Kobe's career, uh, how he prided himself on the defensive end, too, and especially earlier on in his career how when Shaq was around, how he took uh, on the, large, the, the biggest defensive uh, assignment and even even after Shaq was gone for a while, it was just later in his career he, he couldn't really do that anymore. Um, he is second in career All Star games with eighteen. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had nineteen. Only LeBron has scored more points in All Star games. Kobe Kobe has four All Star MVPs, tied for the most. Kobe was third in the NBA's all time scoring list when he retired, and LeBron just passed him. So. Uh, he's he's fourth. Kobe scored forty plus games, uh, forty plus points in a game, one hundred and twenty two times, which is third most in the league behind Wilt and Michael Jordan. He scored fifty in a game twenty five times, which is also the third most in the league. And he scored sixty in a game six times, which is second most in the league, only behind Wilt. He scored eighty one against the Raptors, the second highest single total game ever. He won five titles and earned. Finals MVPs in twenty nine in two thousand nine and two thousand ten. No team since has won a three peat. Um, no Heat, no Warriors. If you combine his regular season and postseason totals, he played fifty seven thousand two hundred seventy eight minutes and scored thirty nine thousand two hundred eighty three points, both ranking fourth in history. He is the career leader in only one statistic: missed shots. Which, this is a good uh, point. So it seems like a, uh, a strange choice to celebrate, but the very opportunity to shoot that often is a marker of dominance. The top 30 players in career misses are, are all current or future Hall of Famers. So much of Bryant's on-court legacy was tied to his irrepressible determination to compete and to score. He shot and he kept shooting. He knew he'd miss, he'd, and, uh, he knew he'd miss 100% of the shots he didn't take. His final game was a fitting capstone. He took 50 shots the most of any player since 1967. He scored 60 points, and uh, this game was unbelievable. They came back to win, showed it the other night. It was the same night that the Warriors won their record 73rd game, and everybody was focused on Kobe's game, the stars in the building all over. I mean, every celebrity that you could possibly think of was there. He's in the top five in career playoff minutes, field goals made, and attempted uh, in points, only LeBron, Jordan, and Kareem have scored more points in the playoffs than Kobe, and Shaq ranks fifth. This is um, from Rob Mahoney. A couple of things I I liked in this. Uh, he said Kobe Bryant was a legend, not so, not just as so famous as to seem larger than life, but so revered to the point of actual mythology. There are tales that Kobe would sleep for only a few hours. A run of air balls against Utah became a, a Kimbellian trial. His story took on a life of his own. The five rings, the late game daggers, the persistence through injury, the ruthlessness on the court, the 81-point game, the fabled work ethic, the mechanical brilliance of the Mamba mentality, the torn Achilles, the 60-point farewell. Um, goes through all the players who... Uh, who I've kind of looked up to him and talked about growing up, watching him play. 
and this uh this was another good article to take a look at this was uh that was on the ringer and then some some stuff just uh looking at Kobe's numbers on basketball reference and then I'm gonna get into uh, a lot of the social media posts uh, some some of your memories and your thoughts you know you're going through you know you, you know you talk about his defense and you look at his steal numbers or, or ones you know, he averaged over 1.3 steals, like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 times, over uh, 2.2 one year. And the assist numbers, you know, everybody gave him crap for never passing the ball. Kobe never passes the ball. Kobe averaged five assists, 1, 2, 3, 4, 6 assists, you know, 5.4, 5.4, 5.6, 6.3, 5.6. And he's an 18-time All-Star, two-time scoring champ, five-time NBA champ, 15-time All-NBA, 12-time All-Defense, uh, All-Rookie Team, Finals MVP, 2007-2008 MVP. A lot of these things I'm repeating, you know, two or three times, but just uh, in different in different ways, shape, or forms. Let's get over to the. The, a lot of the, the social media posts from from some of you out there. Um, yeah, Nick, Nicky D, Nicky D Augustino. Uh, my son is destroyed by the news. We'd see him around the community church store gym. He'd take my phone to take this picture with him. Uh, R.I.P. Mom, but he was a really nice guy and always personable. And one of the pictures that you're seeing um all around the the internet is not kobe holding up a title or even like a lot of his game-winning shots it's the the picture of him sitting courtside with his daughter and they're watching a game and they're talking about what happened what, you know what, what's going on um all of the gestures that we've seen through the teams that are going uh, running out the 24 second clock uh getting an eight eight second violation doing different um, tributes with the shoes with the uniforms uh jake lake said he wrote to kobe almost 20 years ago and he got a letter back to to jake sorry it took so long to get back to you but i would like to thank you for being a fan and have a wonderful summer and zach shorts uh, had said he brought flowers to staples center and when the florist saw that they, he wanted purple and yellow she asked for kobe and when she finished um he asked what i owed and shook her head and said it's L.A. Almost cried. Um, the L.A. love for Kobe is powerful. Kareem with the nice post. Um, you know, Matt Liner. Um, Eric Pincus talks about how he remembers Kobe answering questions to the reporters in English, then Spanish, then Italian. He could answer whatever the uh, the language that was asked. And you remember, he had a big following in, in Italy because he lived in, in Italy. People just... Showing up outside Staples Center, Kobe jerseys all over. This was right before the Grammys when he passed away on Sunday. And his daughter, he he said he knew she had it. He was so proud when he was talking about them. Um, she said she could beat him too in the in one of their interviews. And he's um, you see the photos out there of him biting the jersey and. You know, the picture of the daughter right next, his daughter, Gigi, right next to him, biting the jersey just like him. So proud of her. Leonardo DiCaprio posting about him. Shaq was just really torn up. He, Shaq and Jerry West, I think, of, of all the people I've seen, Really uh, having a tough time handling it. If you missed him, Matt Dinnerman had a good sign-off um, when he was uh, finishing up the racing up at Golden Gate on Sunday. And, you know, you see his teammates, Rick Fox, saw the... You see it floating around the, the photo of Gigi Bryant taking the turnaround jumper. A, a story from... Uh, 
sports book constantly airs. Did cannot stop thinking about how precious life is, how valuable time with loved ones is, how much it matters more than anything else. He just wanted to write something. And uh, he said he's at a loss for words. Is now Kobe Bryant. But he saw him play in person in 1996 in McDonald's All-American game at the Civic Center in Pittsburgh. He worked as a segment producer for the game. He sat between Gus Johnson and Bill Rafferty and handed them cards to read in and out of the breaks. He left in sheer amazement of how good those kids were and how they were on the cusp of amazing achievement. He was a young kid doing anything he could to find the way. He said, all I can think of what a proud dad Kobe was with four daughters, coaching his girls, enjoying the fruits of his tireless work ethic and achievements, spending quality time with his wife and girls. And, uh, yeah, you know, we've all kind of seen Kobe through the years, and we remember where we were maybe 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or when he came up. And he's been out of the game now for a few years, but we all kind of saw him at different points of his life different points of our life you know we all have ups and downs and even if you're not a fan of the lakers or weren't a fan of his i think you can kind of look in your own life and say yeah you know i've got plenty of ups and downs and uh this was someone who we we mentioned a few times now he was not squeaky clean Trey Young, who is Kobe's daughter's favorite player, had a 45-point double-double with under 25 field goals attempts against the Wizards. That was the first time since Kobe on December 17, 26, somebody had a 45-point double-double with under 25 field goal attempts. Dirk Nowitzki with a very nice boast to Kobe. Uh, Adolfo Garcia says Hannah, his, his Hannah, Saw Kobe's last game in San Antonio the year he retired. His Spur fans gave him a warm welcome and to send off thoughts and prayers to the families of all that were lost in the accident. Our days aren't promised. Hug your loved ones. Call your moms. Wayne Ellington said in 2014, playing for the Lakers, his pop got killed and Kobe was there for him. Text and advice motivated him to get back on the court when he was in a really dark place. You know, everybody keeps talking about the two free throws with the, uh, the blown Achilles. And then walked himself off the court. The game winner in the 60-point last performance. You see Kyrgios wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey when he was warming up. You hear about Neymar doing uh, similar stuff. The other seven victims who passed away. I'm going to give some mention to them. Uh, John Altabelli, Carrie Altabelli, Liz Altabelli, Christina Mauser. Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and Ara Zabayan. Vinny Monsignor uh, said, uh, to put in perspective how big Kobe was in L.A., the Rams traded up to the first pick in the 2016 draft, but delayed announcing it for nearly 24 hours out of respect to Kobe, who was playing the last game of his career that night at Staples Center. Good story from Alex Regla. You should check out uh, about growing up together, what Kobe represents to the soul of Los Angeles. And they canceled the Clippers-Laker game that was supposed to be on Tuesday night just because the Clippers and the Lakers uh, weren't really ready to play. The last time NBA game was canceled under such circumstances was in 2013 after the Boston Marathon bombings and before that the Kennedy assassination uh, Kennedy assassination so you know you go back a long a long ways then then the stories started to come out um, a lot of them funny kind of light stories uh, Nick Young said I, I just seen you talking about the broke thumb story he didn't believe me but you were the first person to check on, on me before surgery and after and uh, and then him and Nicky Do Young, or him and uh, Nick Young and Lou Williams talk about how when they got blown out in Portland, he took everybody's shoe Kobe's and said they couldn't wear them because they was soft. He threw them in the trash. That's so great. That's such a Kobe story. 
there is a really uh, sad post from Lamar Odom. You started seeing a lot of these posts from uh, Lamar, and he talked, you know, um, about how he taught me so many things in life that were necessary on and off the court. And he said, I've been through my own stuff in life with using drugs, not being good to myself. When I went was in the coma situation, if God would have came to me and said, uh, we would take me and spare Kobe, I would have rather had that happen. And he said, in honor of my brother, I'm up at 4 a.m. tomorrow to get to the gym. Uh, really sad stuff. You know, you for you know all the people out there that kind of want to give him crap too, you see what he was like. To he was the first person to reach out to to players that were hurt to go visit them. Um, he was very good to a lot of people's families and kids, and in particular some of the people that he took under his wing, like Lamar. He he was uh, really good to them all the time, on and uh, on and off the court. LeBron's uh, Instagram post was one that kind of got me going a little a little sad too. Um, when you when you read it, uh, and towards the end, you, you know, my heart go- he said, "My heart goes out to Vanessa and the kids. I promise you, I'll continue uh, your legacy. Uh, you mean so much to all of us here, at Laker Nation. It's my responsibility to put this shit on my back and keep it going. Uh, please give me the strength from the heavens above and watch over me. I got us here." There's so much more I want to say, but I just can't right now. And, you know, there were some people that were even giving LeBron crap for saying, you know, stuff in there. I thought that was really cool um, just to kind of say, you know, I'm going to put a little pressure on myself now and and we're going to try to win this for you this year. In that game, the the 60-point game. Uh, Nick Hostos tweeted this out too. The Lakers were down by nine with three minutes and forty six seconds left to go, and Kobe only had forty five points. He scored fifteen points in the final three minutes, and they, and they won. Uh, Sasha Vujacic, who, you know, uh, Kobe was my the 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 player that I I I, I saw the most, and uh, of all the players I've ever watched in any sport, he's definitely the one that's impacted me the most. And uh, when I talk about m- the m- my favorite players. Um, you hear Nick Van Exel and Sasha Vujicic is two of my all-time favorites and Sasha was very sad uh, they were really close and th- that's kind of what I meant about he didn't you know was Sasha Vujicic the most talented player in the league no good three-point shooter play a little scrappy defense he didn't care how good you were he cared how much you cared if you wanted it if you were going to show up and work he was going to help you uh, he would work with you he would train with you and some people enjoyed it and some didn't. And Sasha said, uh, you taught me how to study film and and how to defend. He says, European, I was lazy in defense before you, you was an option. You've been my big fr- brother since the beginning. We have pushed together beyond all limits. Uh, I remember the day Gigi was born, unexplained tragedy that took nine lives. So, sh- so sad and in, in total shock. Uh, we've been seeing the trending uh, hashtag of Girl Dad. Really cool story from uh, Ellie Duncan uh, about Kobe talking to her about being a dad and being a girl dad. And in recent years, Kobe, this is from Darren Rovell, in recent years, Kobe wanted to be remembered more of as, a, as a businessman than a player. He made more money in the last five years of his life in business than he made as an, an NBA salary. Fitting tribute from the New York Stock Exchange. They had the purple and gold colors. Nick Van Exel at the post. Um, of this is a good story that Brian Shaw told. He said that the uh, that Phil Jackson, Kobe would he would tell Phil uh, he would Kobe. Kobe and Phil would talk, and he would ask who was better between Michael Jordan and, and Kobe. And Phil would kind of uh, give Kobe a hard time and say that Michael was better because he had bigger hands, and that was the, the difference. And so Kobe was trying to 
to get his hands to be bigger. He was working his hands out, doing one of those squeezes all the times, and that just shows you how driven he was. Uh, you kind of tell him he he couldn't do something, and he would he would prove you otherwise. Just you know, if this, if you're a fan of of Kobe or basketball or whatever, if just remember to take an extra second and you know look um, at your kids and you just you know keep in mind that we we just never know. And over on on uh, on Facebook, I got a, a lot of really uh, nice or different posts. Jonathan Marillo was mentioning he Kobe and he posted a video that Kobe um, just a few days ago was with his niece in practice. He's out there directing, showing him where to stand, what to do. Um, Austin Herdina, uh, Isaac Torres, hearing him silence the the haters. Austin Herdina. Never forget the night he scored 81 points against Toronto. It was a freshman in college, and the entire floor of the dorm was watching it the rest of the night. We all kept saying, Kobe Bryant just scored 81 points in a single ball game. Um, Mark Bonagura says, uh, it's unimaginable, really. He touched so many people with kind of who he was and who he stood for. Uh, Deborah, who was some of my grade school, Deborah and Elizabeth, Deborah Cooley, and... Elizabeth Delgado, who was Deborah Melvin, and Elizabeth Flores for me. Uh, so I remember watching games, all of our families. We grew up in Austin, Kobe, Shaq, Ori, Derek Fisher, Rick Fox win championships, part of our childhood. Um, Billy went to his rival high school, and his wife went to Lower Marion. His buddy cut his hair, and even when he would come back home, he has stories. Donna Condrath, the daughter's a huge basketball fan, played in high school and, and helped coach manage USC basketball team. She attended an avid Laker fan, and Kobe was her favorite player. We watched most of the Laker games together. She has his jerseys in one room upstairs. His Kobe memorabilia in there. She's at Staples Center now working at the Grammys. All of the jerseys are Kobe'd up, uh, and only two are lit. He surely will be missed. Gabe said I made sure I, uh, Gabe Vertanian said I made sure I saw him play one last time in his final season. Better than LeBron. Uh, Steven Sullivan says, even if you don't follow basketball, this hits you and it hurts. Uh, may Kobe, Gigi, and all the others rest in peace. Andrew Champagne didn't move to L.A. until long after Kobe's prime, so my views might be a little different than most. However, regardless of what anyone thought about Kobe Bryant as a man or a basketball player, Sunday's tragedy drives home that life is short. He was 41. His daughter was barely a teenager. Uh, there was a lot of life left to be lived by the people on that plane. Moral of the story, don't be afraid to hug and tell the people you love them. Uh, tell them that you love them. Uh, take Don't take things personally. Make sure to focus on the things that really matter. Bill Lapp. Uh, memories of Kobe back go even further. Um, being from Philadelphia originally, I remember first seeing Kobe play basketball in 95 and 96 at Lower Marion. He will be missed by all. Rest in peace to the Black Mamba. Darren Zocali. We heard uh, Darren on uh, the show last week with us. He said, uh, my son turned seven this year. He's been playing basketball for almost three years now. Loves it. Kobe's one of the few names he knows from my generation. When the news broke that his daughter was with him, my son didn't understand. With the passing of my father and mother-in-law, we'd explained to him that when people get old, some people get sick, and then it's time to go to heaven. Try to make it as easy on him as possible. But uh, with this, he didn't understand. He kept saying, I, I didn't know somebody so young could die uh, I didn't know what to say that's that's rough uh, David Alicia said uh, such a sad day Gino and even Howard Hinchuk uh, chimes in said the Sixers had the first overall pick in 86 trading Jellybean Bryant to the Clippers 86 draft day was the worst day for the Sixers organization they traded the number one overall pick for Roy Hinson and traded Moses Malone to the Bullets for more useless junk in 96, the Sixers had the number one overall pick again. They selected Allen Iverson. Great. Hall of Famer. But instead of uh, Kobe, Kobe Bryant. And this one 
Yeah, this one this one hurts. This one's going to be uh, being talked about for a while. I think there are going to be a lot of gestures coming up, uh, especially with the uh, the All-Star game. And we'll, we'll continue to see different players showing their support and their appreciation and, you know, what, what they learned from Kobe's Kobe's life. You know, you learn that you work really hard. You won't be perfect. You have to respond with strength uh, when you make a mistake. And uh, when you fail, you just keep going. And you just try to be the, the hardest working person in the room. No matter what, uh, that that's that's kind of the message you take from this. Because even if you don't like Kobe and you th- you think he was a bad guy, or don't you don't you weren't a fan, uh, the, the the messages that people like gain from him aren't bad messages. So if anything, just kind of take take those those messages, and uh, we'll have a episode in a few days where we go through a big Super Bowl episode. We'll cover a lot of the weekend racing. There's a big, big horse races this weekend, but this felt like an episode that we just wanted to to talk about about Kobe and um, Sharon Kobe. It would have been hard to kind of go into a different segment. They didn't want to even do anything um, with the the opening and, and closing songs this week. So, uh, thank you to everyone out there for all the the messages. And you know, it's funny people know that I'm a big uh, Laker fan, so people were actually really reaching out to me and asking me how I was doing, and it's. It hit it hit really hard, and it it kind of goes goes in waves where you just go, wow, this was someone who I really looked up to a lot of my life and was a, a major constant, and I will continue to take the uh, all the positive things that I uh, I learned from from Kobe. Just try to work hard. And um, keep keep sharing those stories with me. They're they're great. The fun ones, the good ones, the you know the 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 ones where he's just beating on people or or uh, you know in practice or or just uh, anything because you know that that's what makes him such a polarizing person is that he was flawed. He was perfect. He did, he was not perfect. He didn't try uh, pretend pretend to be. He just kept working hard. So thanks uh, again, everyone, for for tuning in. We'll be back in a few days. And uh, we'll we'll start talking some some Super Bowl with a couple guests, and we'll really break down that big game.